Welcome to Harrimanology, the official podcast to keep up with Harriman City. We'll take you inside the city, explore the latest news and updates, show you how your government operates, and discuss the issues that affect us all. Now, here are your hosts talking all things Harriman on Harrimanology. Boy, we got a full slate of things to talk about today. Welcome back to Harrimanology. Uh, I am John LaFollette, Communications Manager for Harriman City, joined as always by Tammy Moody, Assistant City Manager for Harriman City. Tammy, how are you doing? For Harriman City. Sorry, That's I had the good. wrong mic button there. <laughs> yes. She's doing well. <laughs> I am doing well. I am doing well. I feel like I haven't slept in how many days now, but doing well. <laughs> yeah. Mayor Palmer joining us once again, uh, fresh off a vacation, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of a vacation. <laughs> Where never, there was no vacation to be had. Never <laughs> vacation during the legislative session. Oh, learned man. learned that early. <laughs> so much to talk about during, uh, for the legislative session. This is another update on that. So last time we had spoken together, uh, the first week-ish had just finished the session. Some of the bills were getting started. We were kind of getting to lay the land. Um, last week, we published an update on some of those bills in text form on the website and on social media. Uh, but here we are again in the back half of the legislative session to give you another update. Uh, we have a list. So, Mayor Palmer, Tammy, take it away. What's first? Wow. I don't even know where to begin. There's so many. Um, where would you like to start, Mayor? How oh. about with the activity that you did today that kind of gives oh, yeah. some insight we, as to legislation? I had such a great day today. I went with, um, and really in reaction to a few of the education bills that are being run on the Hill right now, whether for or against, that's not... As a city, we won't necessarily take a position on that, but um, a lot of educa- you know, controversial education bills um, that have happened, that have kind of gone away for now, but a couple others still going on. I wanted to just reach out to our teachers today, and um, Daryl Robinson from the school board, him and I um, spent the day today in at Fort Harriman Middle School, and we absolutely just had a great time. We worked as aides today alongside teachers today and just spent the day just thanking them, letting them know as a city, we support them and are grateful for them. We've got some amazing teachers out here, principals, educators, aides. Uh, it's just been a great day to get out and just say, hey, thank you for what you do for our community because they're educating our kids. Yeah. When you work. had like a, you did a start to finish day, like you started right at crossing and then carried it into the school day and then finished with crossing again. Goodness. It's been a great, <laughs> we want to spend time with the crossing guards too. I think they're kind of an under, you know, overlooked part of our community and they show up for a half hour in the morning, half hour at night, and it's, but it's critical. There's, um, but boy, it was, it's been a great day getting out and just learning a little bit more about what happened in the, behind the scenes in our community. So. That's great. I'll bet the, the students and the teachers alike thought that was pretty awesome to fun. have the mayor there today. From what I understand, I'm a lot of Snapchats today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've told you. Everywhere on Snapchat today. So. Raise that one. So. Check that out. <laughs> right? I'll never know for sure, but that's what I heard. What are some of the other bills outside of education that might be a concern to our residents or to Harriman City, the entity, I, I suppose is a good way to put that, things that are on our radar? I think a lot. there's a lot of talk on this year on mental health, um, making more mental health resources available to the community and then even to police officers, to our law enforcement, which I think are both critical right now coming out of the pandemic. Yes. I think it's become more critical than ever to have mental health resources, and I think we're becoming more aware of the need for mental health resources. I think so too. I I think the the pandemic definitely did bring out an even more heightened awareness of mental health needs in our 
state. And so I think that a lot of these bills will serve the community well. And then, of course, um, issues that our police officers, any type of law enforcement or public safety in general, deal with on a regular basis. Um, I think that mental health services are important for all of the first responders and even beyond anyone that's involved in that process. Um, they they witness a lot of situations and, and sometimes it's good to have somebody to talk through those with. So Absolutely. Let's see. I think there's also some bills that might impact people who have vehicles. So... <laughs> And a lot of these, like, I think the city doesn't necessarily take positions on these, but we want to make our residents aware. There is HB 186 this year, uh, touching on vehicle registration amendments for hybrid and electric vehicles. Yes. So however you feel about that, reach out. This would, if you own an electric or hybrid vehicle, you would be taxed at a different level now when your registration comes to your, it's mailed to you. You will be basically yes. paid, you'll pay by the mile. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a cars. road use tax. Um basically to help cover those costs because there is, I think drivers of regular vehicles, standard gas vehicles pay for that in their, when they pay at the pump per se. And so this just kind of is an offset for the fact that those with hybrid or electric vehicles, um, they also use the roads. And so it's, it's to go towards road maintenance and those services, but. Absolutely. Another one I think for residents to keep an eye on is HB 371, touching on uh, vote by mail, Um, calling it voting revisions, but uh, this one eliminates vote by mail in the state. And again, we won't take a position on it as a city, but whether you feel strongly for or against that process, reach out to your legislators. That is in, I believe, in committee right now. I think it it passed out of of committee, I think, headed to a first reading, I I believe. Yeah, it, it. it's had its first reading, and it will, uh, it will, it will go, it will go through its second reading, and then it will move on to the Senate. So, so keep an eye on that one for sure. So another one we that affect our local government, um, HB three ninety nine, dealing with government record amendments. Um, our deputy chief of Stromberg has been instrumental in working on that, and look like it's moving forward. Yes, and it does um, involve statements made by public employees um, and the grandma process, um, so that. There's a better process there that protects people with information that they have. And our police officers have been focusing on this bill mainly in efforts to make sure that it does ensure um, some level of privacy um, as they go through and provide information when there are sensitive cases, etc. To be clear, Grandma, Government Records, Access Management Act, not Grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Despite right. what Siri thinks, I'm not correct. Right, <laughs> right, right. I, I get, yeah, I get used to saying grandma, <laughs> even when people call and Government we say you need to make a grandma request, and they're like, what? That's funny. <laughs> Government and our acronyms, <laughs> right? Yes, it doesn't mean have grandma call and make a request. You <laughs> right. can do it yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it also it deals with the Garrity statement, and it's actually been called or referred to a lot this session as the Garrity law. Um, a Garrity statement refers to a compelled statement given by a public employee when being questioned by an employee regarding or an employer regarding events where there are potential criminal implications and where the employee could be fired for refusing to answer a question. Um, so that obviously causes some pause. So this kind of changes the uh, records request rules for that so that it does have to be a grandma record. 
SB 13, that was the one that was held, uh, jurisdictional transfer. Yes, and it actually did just go, um, so it's now enrolled. So all of a sudden, they just like moved through some things, so it is up for enrollment Just while now. we're speaking tonight. And that is the one that does a jurisdictional transfer. Um, the city has been working on that jurisdictional transfer of 126th um, from, on our end, it would be from Mountain View Corridor West. Um, but I believe Riverton is working on it from Bangadur to Mountain View Corridor. So Correct. this just extends that entire roadway to a jurisdictional transfer because it would be a highly trafficked road. And so it would seem to make more sense to have that be a state-funded road. Which the state does like to take over those roads when it becomes a regional mm-hmm. um, transportation option. So that looks like that will move forward. Um, but we'll keep pushing on that in for sure. One that we've been working on as a city... Uh, HB 151 retail incentives. What's what's an update we can give on that one? <laughs> that this is the one that made it so that the mayor didn't have a very good trip. <laughs> oh, this, is, this was our... Each of you of- gave me a look when I started bringing that up. So. <laughs> this one was a lot, of, a lot of stress. The league, the, the league has put a lot of effort into this one. They have. Um, even to the point we have... There's a Harriman clause. They've been working on a Harriman exception, but because because we've been fighting so hard on this, still it's um, it's been modified. It has moved through. It was a um, moved through the the House today, um, through their committee today. Moved out of committee today. It looks like that's going to move forward. There were a lot of um, compromises with between the league and the sponsor of this bill. Um, mm-hmm. It got to a better place. Still not a great place for our city. It still will, I think, hurt our city. Um, all in the name of housing. I'll, I'll, I'll still confuse as to how this impacts housing, and um, but truly, we're still keeping an eye on this, and we're hoping as it moves on to the Senate, there's some that there's still some language we can work on with Senator McKay, who's really reached out and been instrumental in wanting to help protect Harriman's interest in this. Ventures. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a retail facility incentive payments amendment, and um, this bill basically um, is attempting to limit or even completely reduce um, the ability for cities to offer incentives when a retail facility is looking at um, their city or neighboring cities and cities are trying to compete for certain retailers. Um, The reason why Harriman doesn't necessarily support this bill is because we have already planned for our housing around our retail areas. Um, we have kind of listened to the way that the legislators have requested that housing be done. Um, they've they've been very clear on that in the past. And Harriman, being a growing city, we were able to kind of follow those guidelines. So we have our retail areas laid out very carefully. Um, and with this bill, you would not be able to offer an incentive on that retail area unless you were willing to make 50% of it residential housing and then the other part went to the retailer. It also limits the size of the retailer that you can offer an incentive to. And I think it's important to note that cities aren't looking to give away money or, you know, just spend frivolously to get retailers to come here but we not only compete with other cities we compete with other states for certain businesses and so sometimes when you have a city like Harriman that's kind of tucked away in the mountainside we don't have I-15 that goes through us we have no major corridor that goes through our city we're at the end of the line for a lot of transportation then we do need assistance to help kind of 
incentivize retailers to come to our city because it benefits our community in so many ways. It increases the services, it does increase the sales tax dollars, and our community does benefit from that. Um, So for as sensitive as our um, city council is towards you know, budgeting and funds, it really is something that in the long term does benefit the city by being able to incentivize a business to come into your area and kind of spark that economic development and really get things moving. Well, I think that's where the frustration has come in is because this has been a tool available to other cities in the state for years. And right. we're just to the point now we could use this tool and it's it would be tough to have that tool taken away from us just at the time when We've done exactly what this bill, is. their intention is, is to build the housing around the retail. And then we're to that point and we've done that. And so that's why we're going to keep pushing on this one and keep an eye on this one. Yes. And Mayor Palmer has been great at actively working this bill and and really staying in touch with the Utah League of Cities and Towns, who are an advocate for cities. Um, So, again, even while he was on vacation, he was working tirelessly as we were bringing him additional information on this bill and and uh, needing him to make phone calls and and represent the city. So um, we'll see what happens with this bill as it moves into the Senate. Um, not all Senate members are in agreement on this bill as amended. So I think we'll just keep a close eye on that and, and see how it makes its way through. Absolutely. We'll keep working it. Um, Mayor, I know another bill that I don't even know if it's been released yet. I think we've been waiting for a draft, but we have been talking about it a lot this session. And it's interesting that it isn't released yet because there's only, what, a week and a half left in the session. Um, Is SB 34 Plus, which deals with affordable housing. And we don't know what the real bill number will be, but it refers back to SB 34 which was the affordable housing bill. Have you had any discussions with that bill or have we received any information regarding what to expect? That's what's kind of scary to me is we have not heard anything. This bill, for as big as we hear it's going to be this year, it's been very quiet. Um, even our, our local senators have said they have not seen this bill, that it's going to, it's going to come out this year and how it's going to affect us. It does, the little I've heard doesn't touch Harriman so far. Um, touching on station area plans, those cities with a track stop or a front runner station in the city developing around that with some density. Um, really that's all I've heard is that station area plan seems to be a big focus. Um, I am worried about more check boxes that they mm-hmm. had some, you know, adding additional check boxes that they want cities to check off as far as modern income housing efforts or, um, along those lines, but we're just keeping an eye on it. That's every day I'm waiting for it to drop. We keep hearing this week. We heard that last week though, and still nothing this week. So I'm, I know that we've heard some rumblings that there could potentially be some definitions of what is fair housing, what is affordable housing. Um, so I guess we'll just have to kind of watch and see and, and, and see if any true definitions come out of, of this bill so that we really know exactly what defines fair, affordable, moderate um, and I think it's good. The one thing I have heard a lot this year that I've never heard discussed up on the Hill before is actually getting the data, actually digging into the data on housing and how it's affecting, are they pulling the right levers? What cities are playing ball, you know, in the density market or in the housing game? Um, really, they've never been able to collect that data as a state. So we've been kind of operating, you know, with the, these bills, hoping it affects affordable housing when we haven't known for sure how it's working. So at least this year, there is an effort that the uh, 
um, the Commission on Housing Affordability is going to work with the Division of Workforce Services to get the data. This um, probably not during the session. It's probably going to be in the interim. But I think that's going to be critical as they gather the information so we have the data to know truly if these bills are working moving forward. So mm-hmm. at least that's a great, in my opinion, that's a great direction for them to be. You going know, it's right funny. Now. One of the interesting things that I heard. Um, during one of the meetings um, up on the Hill this week was that there's probably nary a senator or a representative that does not now know all of the housing types in Harriman and how they are laid out because Harriman has been so assertive in pushing out video and images to our legislators to show them what we have in housing out here and that we really have kind of you know done our part we we have our percentages and and we've really you know we've we've got a, a mix of single family multifamily um and so i think that you know hopefully that resonates with them we were always seen as this agricultural town and i, I think that they forgot gone. that we've been, we've been growing gone are the days <laughs> that they think harriman's only approving one acre yes lots so it here. would be yes. really difficult for them to to think that currently because we have inundated them with video and images um to let them know what we really have out here and i think that's credit to our current staff current council past council pat you know those the We've worked on that narrative. It's taken a few years to get that narrative feud through to finally the point we're at now where people finally see that Harriman's done their part. And it's I don't think we're so much the target of some of these bills anymore, but we're still keeping an eye on to make sure it doesn't further affect our ability to, you know, create a balanced housing market out here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, with with all the work that you've done this session, too, that's there, there's some credit due there as well. I appreciate so. it. We're trying. <laughs> it, honestly, that's one of the things that's a little off topic, but that's one of the things I didn't anticipate when I was elected is being able to go up and battle for the whole city, being able to fight for the whole city. That's um, it's an honor to be able to do that, a privilege to be able to do that. I feel like I'm fighting for 70,000 residents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a personal thing. It's fighting for the residents in the city, and that's truly an honor and a privilege to do that for the city. Well, and it's much appreciated. So, uh, One other bill I wanted to bring up, too, as we're talking about Harriman doing things well <laughs> and a little bit ahead of the curve house bill 239 budget transparency uh, if we could just touch on that for a moment um yes so uh that bill actually uh puts in place some additional requirements in to ensure that cities are being transparent in their budget um the great thing for harriman is that Almost every single thing that it's requesting now be put in budgets, Harriman City is already doing. So, again, we have a really good council that really has a lot of oversight on our budget and really is, you know, feels strongly about transparency. And so they've always made sure that we implement certain tools to ensure that our community can go through our budget and find the things that they need and know exactly what we're spending in certain departments on certain items. And so... Um, I think Harriman City's been good there. Do you have anything to add to that, Mayor? Uh, no, hats off again to our staff that's already ahead of the curve on this stuff that is really setting an example of how to, to lead forward on budget transparency. It's a absolute compliment to our financial department here. Guess we should let everybody know just to keep watching the session. We still have 10 days left. 10 days left, and it will get crazy. That's what we've heard is bills tend to come out fast and hard um, the last 10 days, so... It's going to be a lot of work on our staff, a lot of work on council's part to keep up with this. Uh, it's going to be a busy 10 days, um, but we'll keep fighting for the city and fighting for what's best for our residents and 
we'll keep trying to keep everybody informed and updated as best we can. Yeah. Hope Thank you don't you. like phone calls, emails, or sleep. <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> and I will say, and we've talked about it, but please feel free to reach out to any of us on council if you've got issues. And then feel free to reach out directly to your to our representative, Representative Perucci, who does a great job representing us out here. Um, Representative Tusher still um, it touches our area a little bit, and he's still very receptive to phone calls and emails. And then our two senators, Senator McKay and Senator Fillmore, um, reach out to them. Let them know where we're st- where you stand on items, and that way, you know, they're, the squeaky wheel can't get the grease, if they say. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Mayor Palmer um, and Tammy, of course, for uh, both hosting and experting. I guess we'll call that a we'll make that a verb today. Um, if that's what you can call it. I'm. I can't wait 10 more days and I get to take a nap. (laughs) I learned a lot about verbs today, though. I learned a lot about verbs today. I taught about verbs. It was was great. Thank you for doing this. This is beneficial and look forward to more of these. Your efforts on the hill and on the phone and on the computer are appreciated and verbal conversations. And we'll give you a full recap when the legislative session is done. But for now, that is Mayor Lauren Palmer, uh, Assistant City Manager Tammy Moody, and I'm John LaFollette. And this is Airmanology. Thanks for listening.